0: This is the Horse Talk Show podcast with
1: Louisa Barton.
0: Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital Broadcasting from the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and I have famous people co-hosting with me for this segment. Uh, I have Will Coleman, who is our Olympian, which is very nice to have him here in the studio with us. And we have Peter Brett, who rode Barbaro and helped train him, and Union Rags and many other famous horses with Michael Matz. So I feel like a nobody today. How about you, Dr. Furlong? Oh, yeah, a little bit. It's okay. You work for Peterson and Smith. You're not a nobody. Uh, We are going to talk a little bit about equine metabolic syndrome today on the show. Um, Can you talk, first of all, about some of the uh, symptoms and, uh, and signs of this health condition for horses?
1: Yeah, so the sort of I guess two common, the most common thing that we're often seeing is usually we're seeing it at the time of a, you know an episode of laminitis or founder, um, which can kind of be any level of severity from just getting a little foot sore to having you know a really severe episode, um, and the, sort of the classic symptom that you see that precedes that um is just these kind of patchy fat distribution so it's the it's the crusty neck or the uh fat pads kind of at the tail head Uh, those are your classic signs that you're looking for to to recognize it
0: absolutely now is this horse's ponies and i think i've heard maybe donkeys as well
1: so definitely the uh all of these sort of creatures that are well well uh designed for uh, you know, thrifty conditions where there's you know, limited food on offer um, when they are then all of a sudden faced with lush green pastures they are, uh, that, that thriftiness really works against them
0: Absolutely, now um, is there a particular breed of horse that you see this more in or several breeds that you see this more in I know that I've, I've very rarely heard of it in the thoroughbred world for sure uh, and I know that a lot of ponies are, are more predisposed to it uh, what breeds do you see mostly?
1: Uh, ponies are definitely the most common that we're seeing it in um, kind of, uh, you'll see it in some Pasifinas um, and uh, you know, the occasional, some of the um, draft type horses will get it too. But uh, yeah, thoroughbreds seem to be fairly protected, and, you know, it's kind of the, the athletic phenotype.
0: Yes, lean them <laughs> <laughs> Lean machines, yes. And naughty little fat ponies in England, I know we're always predisposed to it. It was uh, uh, something that we saw quite a lot of. Any other signs or symptoms? Do you see any appetite changes, um, different uh, urination patterns maybe in the stall or anything like that when you're starting to see a case like this start?
1: So so oftentimes, and I think this is one of the things that people get confused with, is, is metabolic syndrome often goes hand in hand with Cushing's. A lot of times those diseases happen at the same time um but they're separate process they're related but they are they are separate processes and they are separate diseases so uh, a lot of those conditions that you know like the the urination or uh, appetite changes that you get with cushions you might see but that's not actually primarily the the metabolic component um so the metabolic ones are just really the you know the, the easy keepers who mm-hmm. uh, tend to you know if the grass gets green then all of a sudden they're fairly acutely start getting pretty foot sore.
0: Now if you have a horse that's an easy keeper is it something that you should start monitoring uh, you know rather rather rapidly and get that checked out with your veterinarian if you feel like you're not needing to give your horse very much and and is carrying uh, plenty of weight?
1: Yeah I mean definitely especially once you see that sort of patchy fat distribution uh, that's that's a. Pretty telling sign, and so uh, when we see that, or you just kind of have the horse that you know looks, you know, that kind of classic body type, um, it, it is a thing to start. You know, we, we're looking at, or thing we're looking at, their uh, insulin levels. So metabolic syndrome is is basically, uh, it's pretty equivalent to type two diabetes in people, where mm. the issue is that the um, <coughs> the muscle and, uh, and uh, body tissues grow uh, resistant to insulin. So the body responds by pumping out more and that insulin seems to be what is th- actually driving a lot of the symptoms that we get, particularly the laminitis, so that seems to be damaging uh, to the laminae of the feet.
0: Now about testing, is that a fairly uh, simple process and does it take a long time to get the results?
1: No, so first, our first round test is just a baseline insulin. So that's just, usually we do it first thing in the morning uh, after the horse has just had just regular hay overnight. Um, and so we're just pulling an insulin. Sometimes we'll often do it uh, with the, the ACTH, the test for Cushing's again, because they happen together. A lot of times we'll test for both of them. Um, and sometimes we'll look at uh, leptin levels as well, which gives an indi- indicator of sort of the fat stat- status of the horse um so that's it's just a simple blood test um and then later testing can be a bit more involved where we kind of do a glucose challenge uh, and see how they were we give them sugar intentionally and we see how they respond to that Uh, but the the first line first test is a really straightforward one.
0: okay now what about age range and sex is it more uh more frequent in um, mares gelding sometimes you see it more in a stallion maybe or And what is the age range is it still about five and up
1: yeah so uh sex i think is pretty you know it's seen in everyone um the age range definitely you can get it from kind of yeah by from about five and onwards from there um so it's you know fairly, you know kind of really hits most populations
0: yes that's young so then can it then turn into cushing's or you say no they can be like hand in hand and have both
1: Yeah, so it's not, so again, separate process. Cushing's is the condition of the brain, right? And um, uh, metabolic syndrome is more sort of the peripheral tissues, but some of the changes that you get uh, with Cushing's may be driving some of the the, um, changes in in the muscle tissues. So um, they definitely do seem there may be a causal link between the two.
0: Interesting. What about um, prognosis? for the horse as far as treatment and what's the likely outcome and you know, can it be only treated, not cured?
1: So um, I, mean, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a, treatment is an issue of management. So um, really what we need to do is, you know, it's, you can, you can improve insulin sensitivity. Uh, we don't have a ton of information about that in horses. Uh, if you look at the, the human literature, it's, I mean, exercise has a really pronounced uh, effect on insulin sensitivity. So, uh, and people, they've shown that just doing a cumulative four minutes a week um, of, you know, intense exercise is enough to make, you nice know, significantly significant mm-hmm. changes in, in insulin sensitivity. So, um, it is, it's a reversible condition. You can, you can restore insulin sensitivity. Um, and then you can also and you can manage it by you know limiting the the clinical signs if you prevent those insulin spikes so um, insulin produced primarily in response to um, increased blood glucose so your management is all about reducing those you know sort of sugar surges so it's eliminating sugary feeds as much as possible and with good management these horses do great so
0: really, um, diet and exercise can be key to the success of uh, once you've received the diagnosis. That's uh, really important to make nutritional changes and, and exercise changes to help to uh, restore the horse back to normal health or as close as possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's you know that's one of the things we you know we really try and work hard with our with our owners um, to you know you know, you can't sort of overstate the importance of that management to it because you know, every time they, you know, if they get out on um, pasture that's, you know, really green, they're, they're going to have, a, you know, this you know, huge insulin response and there's going to be some degree of damage to the, to the feet. So, you know, you're going to exacerbate that laminitis and if that happens repeatedly, then, you know, then you start getting these chronic changes and, you know, obviously laminitis is something that there is sort of a point of no return on. So if we can, but you can prevent having those episodes if with you know, good and early, early detection early and, and detection
0: good management. And good management, yeah. And, and really important um, uh, low NSC forage as well, um, watching what you're feeding as far as you're feeding your hay. You mentioned not sugary feeds. Um, so uh, you know, staying away from those and also being careful what kind of hay you're feeding is obviously very important. So Absolutely. a lot of management uh, involved. I know that you can soak the hay, um yep. and i know that can help as well to um, to reduce that nsc so that could be a, a, another factor that could play into it but there's lots of really good tips outside of that but i think the number one thing is if you do have an easy keeper and you are concerned uh, i think it's very important that you reach out to your vet as soon as possible and find out before you have a laminitic episode uh and and that way you can manage this uh, a lot better so i think it's uh, uh catching it quick and getting it diagnosed and then uh, and then moving forward with the best treatment and obviously the diet and exercise. Anything chaps that you have to ask the doctor? No, all good. All right, well, thank you, Dr. Johnny Furlong for joining us from Peterson and Smith today. Uh, And uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the show. Maybe we can talk you into coming into the studio with us one of these days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you very much for joining us. Take care. So that was Dr. Johnny Furlong from Peterson and Smith talking about uh, metabolic syndrome, and I'll tell you, it's something that a lot of people don't even think about, but the little fat ponies, when you see them, you gotta start thinking. If you're only needing to give, even like your full grown horse, a handful of feed is keeping plenty of weight on. At five or six years of age, it might be time to look at what might be going on because it may not just be as simple as an easy keeper. So it's good to know. (laughs) Hi guys this is louisa barton i really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the horse talk show podcast connect with us on facebook twitter and youtube and let me know what you thought now please go out there and share the podcast